I always push back on Ryan Holiday's idea of the ego being the enemy because it is not the enemy. The ego is simply a symbol or a pointing mechanism for our individual experience. It is what allows us to have an individual experience, but it itself is not the individual experience. Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path, where we share a modern take on timeless wisdom to help you develop unshakable inner peace so that you can live a liberated life. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, and the co-founder and head liberation coach. Be sure to follow me on social at victor.liberatedlife for daily content. Let's get into the show. The biggest ego trip is getting rid of your ego. And of course, the joke of it all is, is that your ego does not exist. Alan Watts. Now, this is a very important topic, especially in our society today, where our egos have been exacerbated beyond belief, beyond imagination, especially with social media and us putting ourselves out there and comparing ourselves to everyone else on social media. And so it drives us and tempts us to not be ourselves in order to make our ego, in other words, our perception of ourselves or our symbol for ourselves, to be more like the people around us or to one-up the people around us. And this can be a very deadly and never-ending trap that we get ourselves into and that we affect our mental health in a negative way with. The reason why I bring this up is because this addresses our fourth set of intention and delusion when it comes to Zen Stoic, which is sincerity versus performance. Now, sincerity versus performance is related to one's expression of themselves via words and actions. Sincerity focuses on telling the world who they are and self-generates validation that prioritizes integrity over the approval of others. It is not to say that we don't care about the approval of others, that we don't care what people think about us. It just is to say that when you're being sincere, it prioritizes your own self-respect and integrity over that. Whereas performance focuses on asking the world to tell them who they are and outsources validation that prioritizes the approval of others over their own integrity. So one of the reasons why we bring this up relative to the ego is because performance is a product of an over-identification with the ego. Our egos are really and truly a symbol of ourselves, but they are not who we are. And I always push back on Ryan Holiday's idea of the ego being the enemy because it is not the enemy. The ego is simply a symbol or a pointing mechanism for our individual experience. It is what allows us to have an individual experience, but it itself is not the individual experience. It is simply a pointing mechanism that allows us to measure the quality of our individual experience or to notice a sense of separation. It's how I know to bring my drink up to my own mouth versus someone else's mouth. So the ego, I always like to think of it as almost like another organ or another sensation, one of our five senses, except much more complex than our five senses. It's like a sensation just like the sense of smell except much more complex with a lot more layers. One Alan Watts quote that I really like around this, around the idea of trying to get rid of your ego, is that getting trying to get rid of your ego is repeated efforts to be to one-up the universe that may eventually reveal their futility. Don't try to get rid of the ego sensation. Take it so long as it lasts as a feature or play of the total process, like a cloud or a wave, or like feeling warm or cold or anything else that happens of itself. Getting rid of one's ego is the last resort of invincible egoism. It simply confirms and strengthens the reality of the feeling. But when this feeling of separateness is approached and accepted, 
Like any other sensation, it evaporates like the mirage that it is. This is why I'm not overly enthusiastic about the various spiritual exercises in meditation or yoga, which some consider essential for the release from the ego. For when practiced in order to get some kind of spiritual illumination or awakening, they strengthen the fallacy that the ego can toss itself away by a tug on its own bootstraps. Alan Watts. This is a really beautiful way of describing this whole journey that a lot of people have when they are getting into spiritual practice or on the spiritual path to try to get rid of their ego as though it is something negative. We've been told that it's something negative, but the reality is it is very neutral. It's just a symbol and it functions as what we use to point to our own individual experience. But just like the idea of the finger pointing at the moon that we talked about a few episodes ago, the finger is not the moon. The ego is not the individual experience. It just allows us to have it. And so, with that being said, when it comes to sincerity versus performance and allowing yourself to actually be authentic, one thing is to remember that being sincere is all about trusting yourself genuinely as you are, whereas performing is trusting in the ego or the image that you've portrayed to the world that you think the world wants you to be. There's this great quote by Cooley that says, I am not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I'm who I think you think I am. So in other words, many people who are over-identified with their own ego end up behaving in a way that is perception of a perception of someone else rather than authentically who they are. Now, you may be asking yourself as you listen to this, how do I know when I'm being sincere or when I'm performing, especially if you've been performing for a while or not being yourself for a while. So there are a few ways of knowing. One of the the uh, easiest ones is to start to develop a more sensitive awareness to your own sensations in your body. The reason being is because there is this concept called subception by Carl Rogers, which is basically a, a stimulus that is experienced or responded to without being brought into awareness. So in other words, what this means is that when you're not being authentic, when you are performing, when you're not being sincere, what's actually happening when it comes to this idea of subception is that you might feel a sensation perhaps in your gut or in your chest, maybe a sinking feeling of some kind that makes you feel weak, that makes you feel that what you are saying is untruthful or it is insincere to who you are. This sensation is a signal to stop talking, to stop performing, and to instead carefully think about what it is that you actually want to say or express. This will be a very clear indication of performance. It is a, an agitation that you feel, and that maybe what you've said is not necessarily something that you would deem as a flat-out lie or something that is untruthful, but if you're saying it, you can always feel the intention of performance because it's a sensation that makes us feel weak, that makes us feel like the foundation of where we're standing is shaky. And it's shaky because it's not truly ourselves. So a really good way to keep in mind this or, or something that you can actually do when you do start to feel this is when you are going to say yes to an opportunity or to another person, what you want to do is ensure that you're saying yes to yourself first internally. A lot of us, like myself included, this particular delusion of performance was the one that plagued me most and the one that was hardest to get over as it is very correlated with my personality type. And so I would often feel weak 
in agreeing to things that I didn't actually want to do. What I started doing as a practice is that I would make sure that if I was going to say yes to somebody outside, I was first saying yes to myself. And by saying yes to myself first, I didn't listen to the symbol of my ego, which at the time when performance was at an all-time high, I had essentially branded myself to my friends, my colleagues as a yes man, somebody who was down for anything to do whatever. And that ultimately made me feel weak. I had a lot of that experience of subception where I'd have these emotional sensations in my body whenever I would agree to something that actually wasn't in my best interest. So pay attention to how you feel. Do your words make you feel weak? Do they, or do they make you feel strong? If they make you feel weak and like the ground is shaky, then often you are agreeing to something that is not actually in your best interest and you're probably performing versus being sincere. Sincerity allows you to feel strong and to develop a sense of trust within yourself takes uh, a continuous practice of sincere action and expression. Every time you express yourself sincerely, you build more and more trust for yourself. Every time you perform, you express distrust in the genuine person that you are, which is why this is so important. There's a great quote from Marcus Aurelius that I really like that really points to this in a very profound way where he talks about how to act. He says, never act under compulsion or out of selfishness without forethought with misgivings. Don't gussy up your thoughts. No surplus of words or unnecessary actions. Let the spirit in you represent a man, an adult, a citizen, a Roman, a ruler, taking up his post like a soldier and patiently awaiting his recall from life, needing no oath or witness, cheerfulness, without requiring other people's help or serenity supplied by others, to stand up straight, not straightened. When we stand up straight, we are standing up with sincerity. When we stand up straightened, we are standing up by performing, by living out all the cliches of society. And the big problem with cliches, as Jordan Peterson said, is that cliches are cliches for a reason. They're said over and over as platitudes, as things that sound good, as things that make us sound like we are in the know. But the reality is they are regurgitated and borrowed words that have been overused and beaten to death. And we use them to hide ourselves. We use them to hide ourselves and thinking to ourselves that if I really show myself, I won't be accepted. But the overuse of cliches and regurgitation of facts and events and talking about things that are not actually our own ideas reveals something even deeper, which is that we're not willing to be authentic. So a couple things to take away from this episode that are really important. Ask yourself, what is one area of life where you haven't acted sincere or communicated sincerely? And ask yourself, would it be okay with you to bring some sincerity to that areas through your words and actions. You don't have to just go all out. If you feel like you've been performing in an area, you don't need to go all out and just like crash everything down. You can just slowly start paying attention to how you feel, slowly start expressing how you actually genuinely feel and get comfortable. This is not necessarily a zero to a hundred thing, right? It's a practice of sincere action and expression. Another takeaway is that the ego is the key to the individual experience. It's not the enemy. It is just a symbol that we have for ourselves and for our individual experience. Another takeaway, efforts to get rid of the ego only serve to strengthen the experience of the ego. Just because the idea of getting rid of the ego is trendy these days doesn't mean it's a natural or authentic thing to do. And lastly, if you're going to say yes to something, be sure to say yes to yourself internally first. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible to live a liberated life with unshakable inner peace through the content on this podcast. 
Subscribe to this channel with notifications on to be notified daily whenever we share a new episode. 